Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're going to revisit a show from our 2012 season featuring a couple of our favorite artists, a great achievement award, and it all starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guests. From Santa Fe, New Mexico, Amigo Grande recording artist Big Al Anderson. And from Hernando, Mississippi, Songs of the South recording artist, the North Mississippi All-Stars duo. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, where we get together every week for our musical town meeting. We have quite the gumbo for you all this week. One of our guests this week, Al Anderson, wrote a song years ago about all this music that we like. Things like, you know, American music, like blues and country and rock and roll and bluegrass and hillbilly and all that stuff. And the words to that song go like this. When they looked back and tried to figure it out, where it came from and what it's all about, it didn't come from outer space. It came from the South. And that's kind of the theme. We're going to test that theory with our program this week. Up first, uh, a duo, two brothers who did, in fact, grow up in the South, grew up in northern Mississippi, a little bit in southern Tennessee. And to say that they grew up in a musical household is kind of an understatement. They grew up in musical mecca, in a way, with their dad, Jim Dickinson, was kind of the ringleader and wizard of that whole scene. He was a musician and producer who drew from all kinds of sounds all around him, and he helped make bands like the Rolling Stones and... Uh, artists like Ry Cooter and Bob Dylan and all, all sort of soak up those sounds from the South. And that included whatever soaked into his brain and his spirit all those years and field hollers and work songs and gospel songs and blues and all that stuff. So he helped all kinds of stuff soak up that texture. And his two boys, of course, soaked it up too. They started playing music at home when they were little kids. They were around, of course, the best and the most soulful musicians all their lives. They started their own band more than 15 years ago. And they have been involved with countless other side projects and other bands, uh, including, you know, things like the Hill Country Review and the Black Crows and lots of other stuff. But they are here today, stripped down to the basic duo, just the two of them, Cody and Luther Dickinson. So please welcome back to E-Town, North Mississippi All-Stars duo.
Cody, Luther. Hey, Nick. Good to see you. Glad to have you guys back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's so cool to hear just the two of you guys playing and just thinking about you guys being being kids. Now, Luther, you're a little older, right? Yeah, yeah, a good bit, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> were, you a, were you a kind of a, a kinder and gentler version of an older brother? Are you guys pretty competitive when you were kids? No, no, no. I think we got along pretty well. Yeah. You know, especially once we started playing music together. Yeah, which was when you were about three. <laughs> really young. <laughs> the thing was, I knew I wanted to play music, but I didn't have anything going on, but I knew that I wanted to do it. But Cody could do it just naturally. He just picked it right up. Yeah. So I learned a lot from him. I'm just trying to, you know, maybe you can give the folks, uh, again, a little bit of context. I mentioned when I was introducing you guys sure. about how your dad was a producer and a musician and was in a band, and so there was probably a pretty constant flow of people. Yeah, it, uh, was, it was pretty amazing. The long story real short, you know, we are products of the Memphis counterculture of the 70s. I was born in 73. Our father and his friends, they played with all the greats. I mean, he grew up in Memphis in the 50s. That's rock and roll heaven, you know? And uh, he had a rock and roll band on the circuit, you know, when he was a teenager in the 50s. But then, you know, later he played with uh, Furry Lewis, Sleepy John Essis, Bucko White, Fred McDowell, the whole blues resurgence when those guys were rediscovered, he and his friends played with them. And then and they all joined a group, and that's what we grew up under. They were called Mudboy and the Neutrons. Yeah. And uh, all of those uh, the other children of that band, they're all doing creative things or musicians or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, we, we were always around music, and I always knew I wanted to play guitar. Our father played piano, but he was around a lot of really uh, cool guitar players. I imagine that if my dad had been in a band called Mudboy and the Neutrons, I would have imagined that anything was possible somehow. I, I could do just... Whatever. <laughs> Great name. Yeah. Now, is it, when you guys were kids, um, did your dad or your mom make you practice, like encourage you to practice and sort of like crack the whip and make you do that? Or was it just you were drawn to it? At first, no, he discouraged us. He was like, it's a hard life. Don't do it unless you have to do it. Don't do it just to emulate me. But then later in our early teens, 13 and 14, we had been doing it. And then he, he saw problems and he wanted to teach us. So he started a little family band, Jim Dickinson and the Hardly Can Playboys. Another great name. <laughs> yeah. And he literally, would literally wake us up in the morning take us into the room and just like yell at us through this microphone. So, you know, it was like, you know, if it's out of tune, it's not worth anything or you're Russian or you're Dragon, whatever, you know, so, ah. but he, no, he taught us all these types of roots music, you know, he yeah. taught us how to play all types of roots music, American roots music. That was his life. And he passed it on. And since I wanted to be a guitar player, I was there in the South and I was exposed to all these traditions. I thought it was my responsibility to learn as much of it as I could. Yeah. And now you're a dad also. Yeah. Your daughter must be only like two or something, right? She's two, yeah. Two, yeah. So, it's, so time will tell. But. Time, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. She is the boss. At two years old, let me ask you a question. Where does a two-year-old get off on thinking that they know what's right or wrong? Like, no, 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 daddy. <laughs> you, where does that come from? It's like, how, how, where does she think she knows what's right or wrong? Yeah. Hey. Sometimes the wisest ones are the ones who speak the least, right? <laughs> I don't know. You got to watch out for those. It's, it's hard to know. Those kids, though, they can bust your chops because they're, they're conscious. They're present, and that's their reality. And we're, as, you know, as parents, we're not always that way. Right. And I think a lot of what you guys do, that North Mississippi tradition, there's a spiritual side to that particular way that Southern music made itself known. 
and whether it manifests itself in the psychedelic 70s or just in terms of being tuned in. Right. Did you learn some of that stuff from the old guys uh, that you were around? Like, Definitely. That's what was so amazing. I said our father and his friends had the experience of being around Furry Lewis and Sleepy John Estes and Bucka White. But then in the 90s, we became friends with Othar Turner, R.L. Burnside, and yeah. Junior Kimbrough, and, and it, this cycle happened again, and it was amazing. It really blew our father's mind, because he didn't think it would ever happen again. And now what's trippy is that those guys are all gone, but their sons, they're carrying it on, and they're younger people. There's another younger generation looking up to those yeah. people. And I should mention, again, you know, I'm sorry your dad passed away just uh, two and a half years ago or something, right? Thank you. I'm sorry about that. And, um, um, your mom we don't talk about, but she obviously is a big part of who you guys are. She's a huge E-Town fan. Oh, Big cool. shout out to mom right now. <laughs> she thinks we're the cool kids. Like, she doesn't get impressed easily. That's yeah, awesome. Mom. Oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for listening. Um, meanwhile, we've got great music for you guys. Welcome back. Let's get back to some more music with Luther and Cody Dickinson, North Mississippi All-Stars duo. And you're going to join us. I'm going to join you. Let's do it. All right. We're going to let it roll. Let it roll. 
Cody Dickinson, North Mississippi All-Stars. Such a soulful sound. They'll be back to play a bunch more music later on in the show. We'll be back with the Achievement Award after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. North Mississippi All-Stars are going to be back, play some more music later on. And coming up, Big Al Anderson, songwriter, singer, guitarist extraordinaire, and he's big, too. He is here, coming out soon. Big Al. Before we get back to music, we're going to introduce you all to somebody who is uh, stepping up in their hometown, making a difference. These are typically volunteers, people we find out about from listeners. And uh, although these are often small stories, they tend to grow and turn out to be sort of amazing in their own way. It's all about just looking around and seeing if there's a way you can make a, a, a difference, help a little bit, and, and these things tend to add up. We recognize them by giving them something called the Achievement Award. It's made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. This week's nominator is E-Town listener Alan Sodell of Bothell, Washington. Alan tunes into the show on KMTT, and he's nominating Gary Allegretto of Los Angeles, California, for an Achievement Award. Gary grew up playing the harmonica from a very early age. In the 1980s, he began playing professional gigs in blues bars. He made friends with another player who was also the volunteer director for the children's activity floor at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Well, Gary agreed to come out to help at an informal jam session for the kids. Now, bear in mind, this was well before there was awareness of how music can help in the healing of those who are ill or injured. Well, Gary couldn't help but notice that the music had a profoundly positive effect on these children. This experience led him to eventually create a nonprofit organization that provides music therapy to children who suffer from cancer and other illnesses, mental disorders, and physical disabilities. More recently, they've even worked with kids traumatized by natural disasters. Now, this is all very grassroots, mind you, and Gary has personally taught a ton of kids to play. He joins us now by phone to tell us more, so please welcome this week's Achievement Award winner, Gary Allegretto. 
How are you, Gary? I'm doing well, Nick. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Hey, Gary, how old were you when you uh, started playing the harmonica? Oh, I was just a kid of about uh, five years old when I first started playing. So you've been doing this a while. I'm a professional player at, at right now and uh, play gigs all over the world. And that led you to your, uh, that other harmonica player who was involved in it, uh, Sloan Kettering, right? That's right. When I uh, was living in New York City, uh, I ran into him and uh, he invited me to the hospital to work with the kids there. He had had all these companies donate instruments for them to play on. And when I showed up with harmonicas, magic happened. The kids just really latched onto it. You know, the, the voice-like tone of the harmonica and how small and friendly it is and right. unintimidating to them. And they were just really were attracted to it. So tell us, Gary, a little bit about these workshops you do with the kids. So first of all, how many kids are in it and what age kids and, and what are they like? Uh, generally, I, t I work with kids uh, five years and older. What their challenges are are very diverse. For example, I've worked at children's hospitals, Ronald McDonald houses, orphanages, kids at gang risk, uh, youth detention facilities, learning disability centers, psychiatric wards, uh, low-income housing facilities. I mean, the list goes on and on. Wow. First, I entertain them. As, you know, as everybody knows, music works magic with not just people, but especially kids. Yeah. Um, once I have them fully engaged, I hand them uh, shiny new harmonicas and teach them to play generally uh, four songs in an hour. And, and without exception, they all learn those songs. Oh, wow. They immediately latch on to this because they're told often what they can't do. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. this comes along and it's something mm -hmm. that they can do. Yeah. So the, the results are, are amazing. And uh, do you hear from kids sometimes that, uh, you know, get a chance later on to tell you how this has helped them out or been a turning point for them? I do. I hear from the kids all the time. I hear from their parents and the directors. Uh, as an example of that, I recently heard from a kid that I taught in a, a psychiatric ward. Actually, I heard from the director, and he told me this child was, uh, had a real tough time. He was in there for trying to kill himself, and uh, as the director put it, all the kids in, in there were either trying to kill themselves or somebody else. This kid uh, was now using the harmonica as a calming agent. He carried it around with him everywhere he went and uh, would play it to calm himself down. Well, it's great. Um, this is you teaching these kids, right? This is just you traveling around with a bunch of harmonicas, and this is a huge commitment. I mean, it sounds like this was one experience, this guy you met in New York, and you went to this one you know, hospital, and now uh, do you have a sense of how many kids you've taught over the years, just you personally? Um, over 20,000 kids worldwide have found the healing power, or like I like to say, the joy of music right underneath their nose. Oh, that's cool. 20,000 kids all over the world. And uh, the organization is called? Harmonic Kids. It's yeah. uh, just like it sounds, H-A-R-M-O-N-I-K-I-D-S, and uh, it's harmonicids.org. That's the uh, website. That's cool. Well, Gary, congratulations, and thanks for sharing your story with us. And we're going to send you a Framed Achievement Award certificate in recognition of your efforts. And meanwhile, keep up the good work. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it very much. And I just want to say uh, thank you for what you do. You know, I've always been a fan of your program, and I think it's a wonderful, artistic, and socially conscious program. And thank you for doing it. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. Congratulations, Gary. Thank Winner of the Achievement Award, Gary Allegretto from Harmonic Kids. Thanks, Gary. The Achievement Awards made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. Thanks to our nominator, Alan Sodell of Bothell, Washington, for sharing this week's story with us. We'll be sending both Alan and our winner, Gary, generous E-Town gift bags filled with great stuff. 
For our listeners, if you'd like to nominate someone for an Achievement Award, learn more about some of our more recent winners, or to listen to this entire interview once again, it's possible to do all that on our website, etown.org. Or write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Gary. I love these stories. I love the fact that listeners tell us about these things that are going on, and then we can just share those stories with you guys. As I mentioned, we've got more music coming up from the North Mississippi All-Stars. Uh, right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. Al Anderson, also known as Big Al, has been at this for a while. As a singer and a guitar player, he made his first record back in Connecticut when he was 10 years old. His first band, The Wild Weeds, had a big uh, regional hit with a song he wrote called No Good to Cry. He then joined the band where most of us got to see him and hear him. He was for 22 years, he was the guitar player and singer in one of the best American bands ever in RBQ. Uh, they could play anything. They had a deep and unique uh, rhythm section and feel, and they had fun. They wrote songs. Everybody loved them. And then when he left NRBQ, he focused on songwriting, and that turned out okay, too. Songs he has either written or co-written have been recorded by artists like Delbert McClinton and Etta James and the Allman Brothers and Vince Gill and Jerry Lee Lewis and George Jones and Jimmy Buffett, Bonnie Raitt. He's even got a song right now at the top of the country charts, and um, he's just the whole package. He's a great singer, great guitar player, great songwriter. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, one of our heroes, Big Al Anderson. It's a song about six friends of mine. They've been with me since I started playing. I made an album about it. The album's called Strings. Willie Matthews, are you here? There you are, I can't see you, but he did the cover work on this. Willie Matthews, a great Western artist from Denver. So this is for him tonight. Be slowly going crazy drunk in a bar where would I be without these strings to help me write all of these songs their precious notes I'll take for granted that's just wrong I'd be lost in the silence If I couldn't hear them ring Lord knows I owe everything Ain't 
it funny how they can Make me better than I am Lots of times they'll take me places I've never been Sometimes their sounds can break your heart Leave you lying on the floor Sometimes so beautiful They'll leave you wanting more I'd be lost in the silence To hear them ring Lord knows I owe everything To these strings They have fulfilled all my dreams These strings Thank you.
Man, oh man, you made the trip. We finally did this. You got to E-Town. We're excited. We're glad this worked out. You're oh, here. Me too. Yeah. I'm really so, glad to be here. I love it here. <laughs> hey, uh, I was talking to Luther and Cody about growing up in a musical household. You did that too, although your folks were more like legit musicians, right? Your dad's a bass player and your mom was a, <laughs> mom was a piano teacher. Yeah, and my stuff, dad was right? a jazz bass player and my mom was, had her own radio show in Hartford. Which, am I right? She was a piano teacher too? Yeah. And she let me go to sleep with WWVA in Wheeling, uh, West Virginia, which is... That's and, where it all happened. At nighttime, it was a trucker station back then, and so it would come in all over the country. And I just fell asleep to all that old country music. That was my first introduction. Yeah. So that was in your brain as you're, as you're growing up in Hartford, and then, uh, and then what happened? I discovered Ray Charles. And I started playing in uh, black clubs in Hartford. And uh, it was the greatest experience of my life, going over in front of a black audience. It's still one of the best times I ever had. Yeah. Especially and Sunday afternoon jams and stuff, people would come in. I got to play with King Curtis, one of the great sax players, played on all those Coasters records. And so this is when you're in your teens still? Yeah. And then you got in a band... Uh, sort it, of it came out of that. Yeah. came out of that thing, and then we were playing record hops, because one of the, guy, the, the big guy that played all these uh, black clubs in Hartford, we worked for him, and he got a steady gig. And I was still in high school. So we started playing these record hops, and then it just led to a, a record deal that ended up on Chess Records, which is a black label mostly. But we had this record that did real well in certain parts of the country. Yeah. So you're off and running. The band was called The Wild Weeds. It was. And uh, so what year is this, 66, something Six, like that? Yep, 67. 67, yeah. That's, uh, so then you're hooked. You're in. You're deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so indeed. So um, it wasn't long after that, just like three, four years after that, that uh, you joined NRBQ? Were you a fan yep. of NRBQ by then already? I was, I was a huge fan of NRBQ. I had the first thing I ever heard, a song called Flatfoot Floozy, by Carl Perkins and NRBQ album. And it just, I went, what in God's name was that? Yeah. And but then, then you got, you got... I got a call to go, for the Wild Weeds to go up and play with NRBQ. These two guys uh, they used to go to Kent Prep School in Connecticut, told them about me. So we went up there and played with him. Actually, it was an audition for me. I didn't know it. So I got the call to join, and I said, well, that's the end of the Wild Weeds. I'm going to go play with NRBQ. Wow. First album was uh, Scraps, and it was, I was in the band two weeks before we cut it. And my first gig was December 10th, 1971, with the Allman Brothers and Jay Giles in <laughs> Troy, New York. And we did it. We started the first tour after the Scraps record. I'll, I'll never forget this. We pulled into Montgomery, Alabama, with a 47 GM diesel bus with curtains and long hair, <laughs> and went in the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> to get some peanut butter and uh, RC and bread. We got back on the bus, and the, the cops just surrounded the bus. <laughs> and the police chief gets on with a shotgun. They didn't like long hair back then in 1971, and. Uh, Say, where are you boys going? <laughs> and we showed him the Carl Perkins album because he was on Johnny Cash at the time. That's the only thing that saved our ass. Wow. <laughs> and they escorted us out of the state one town at a time. The next cop would take over. We oh, got out what? of that town until we were out of the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, so you're, living, you're living large police escort, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was making like $10 a week. Yeah. Playing when I first joined the band. It's no kidding. Well, you know, it was an amazing, amazing band and an amazing ride in 22 years in NRBQ and, and a bunch of great experiences on records and, and travels. And, yes, and on made, stage, it was greatest ever, I'm telling you. Yeah, just an amazing... On the um, right night, it was smoking. 
Well, it's great. Well, meanwhile, I just think it's been an incredible ride, and I hope at some point you take the time to write some of these stories down, because there's not a lot of people who have seen that kind of trajectory, starting out in the black clubs in Hartford and then being on the road and writing songs in Nashville and just traveling around the world. You've done some great stuff, Al, and, uh, you know, made the trend continue. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, Big Al Anderson. I wrote the song with Sharon Vaughn and Stephen Bruton. Singing happy birthday Better think about the wish I made Cause this year gone by Ain't been no piece of cake Just another revolution Pull it together and it comes undone Just one more candle And a trip around the sun just see it coming and always wind up wondering where it went and only time will tell if only time will spin just another revelation celebrating what I should have done these souvenirs from my trip around the sun
till it's Oh, that, by the way, Helen was singing with me and Nick here on uh, Nick. Somewhere in the early 90s, I played on the last Highwaymen record with uh, Johnny and Willie and all, Chris and all that stuff. And Willie came over to me at the session. He pointed over to this guy. He said, you see that guy over there? He was pointing to Robbie Turner. He says, plays everything but the extension cord. <laughs> That's Nick. So from now on, his name is plays everything but the extension cord. Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, and Helen Forster. The CD is called Strings. 
out on Amigo Grande Records. We'll be back with more music from the North Mississippi All-Stars after a break. If you happen to tune in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It'll be available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. If you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio, located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WTEB in New Bern, North Carolina, on KBUT in Crested Butte, Colorado, and on KSMF in Claremore, Oklahoma. As always, if you'd like some more information about anything that we're up to here at E-Town, you can always go to etown.org. Would you please help me welcome back to E-Town, North Mississippi All-Stars. We're so proud to invite the E-Tones up to join us. Nick and Helen, thank you so much. I always wanted to say this. Everybody out in radio land, take care of one another.
ain't blowing his horn. Old man Moses pulling out the corn. Corn liquor, that is, you know. Angel juking and shaking up down on Jetley Road. Got to lift the day gown. Mississippi All-Stars duo Luther and Cody Dickinson the CD is called Keys to the Kingdom on Songs of the South Records we got time for one more song we're gonna get uh... also a hand for this band man they just they I came in this afternoon they knew all the songs and then Nick changed them all we had to learn new ones and they did a great job man really did that's the E-Tones Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, Helen Forster, of course. Want to thank uh, once again the North Mississippi All Stars for coming up and visiting us. Thanks to Big Al Anderson. Thanks to our award winner, Mr. Gary Allegretto, doing a great job of bringing harmonicas to kids in need all over the world. Thanks, Gary. Thanks to our staff and volunteers. Our sponsors, thanks to all of you for being a part of it. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E10.
Produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization, the show was recorded live this week at the historic Boulder Theater. To make an achievement award nomination or get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org. Visit our website etown.org. Write us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado 80306, or connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com/etownradio. distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of E-Town. Well, that was one of my favorite days on the E-Town stage. Of course, North Mississippi All-Stars and Big Al Anderson. So much fun to play guitar and stuff with Al and to sing with those guys. It came from the South, another one of Al's songs. It was just a great day. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.